reaching Israel and the world. Baruch Hashem, beloved ones, and bless the name of the Lord. My name is Rabbi Schneider, here today with my beloved bride, Cynthia. Cynthia, so good to be able to do this together with you. Today's a great day. We're going to hear about the way to the Lord. There's only one way, and it's through the mediator of Jesus. And people don't realize that the idea, the concept of a mediator comes from the Old Testament. And so I love today's message and how it brings forth the way to the Father, the way to the Lord, and it's through the mediator, Jesus. You know what I was thinking of, honey, when you said that? You know, we used to play that game in school where you'd have a big circle with like 30 people in the, in the circle, and one person would whisper to the person next to them something, then that person would whisper to the next person. By the time it got all the way around the 30 people in the circle, the last person that said it, it was so much different than what it originally was. And I'm thinking about that in relation to what you said, because in the Torah, there was always a mediator. Moses was the mediator. The Levites were the mediator. Yet today, myself, growing up in traditional Judaism, you know, we're taught that we don't need a mediator. We go directly to God. But today, what we're gonna show, that Jesus is the mediator between God and man. And from the beginning of the scriptures, God was laying the, uh, the principle that man always needs a mediator because God is so big that someone needs to be the go-between between him and God. It is the God-man, Christ Jesus. Enjoy the program. We are continuing our series today in how Jesus, how Yeshua HaMashiach completes Biblical Judaism. I'm now in the third season. So many episodes have already been preached in this series. I really want to encourage you to go back and get the previous episodes because understanding these foundational truths will really help you to understand the Bible. We've been looking at the plan of salvation. And what I've been teaching on is this, that the way that Israel was saved in the Hebrew Bible is identical to the way people are saved today in New Testament times. Oftentimes the church is taught that Israel in the Old Testament was saved through keeping the law. But I want you to hear me, beloved ones. Israel was never saved through keeping the law. Israel was saved because God sovereignly chose to love them. He delivered them through faith. He covered their sins by the blood sacrifice that was brought into the Holy of Holies in the temple every year the same foundations that we see repeated in the Brich Hadashah, the New Testament. We're saved by grace. Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you. We're saved through faith. By grace, you've been saved through faith, Ephesians chapter 2. And we're saved, beloved, foundationally because Jesus shed his blood for us and covered our sin and took it away through his sacrifice in the same way that Israel was saved when the high priest brought in the blood of a bull and the blood of a goat into the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle and then the temple each year. They poured that blood of the bull and the goat on top of the Ark of the Covenant where the Ten Commandments were. And when the Lord saw the blood, he said this in the Torah in Leviticus 17, 11, the life of the flesh is in the blood, saith the Lord, and I've given it to you on the altar to make an atonement for your soul, for it's the blood by reason of its life that makes atonement. So once again, Principles of salvation. Hebrew Bible being brought into fulfillment in the New Testament. Saved by grace, God's sovereign choice. 
Secondly, through faith, God instills faith in the lives of his chosen ones, and that he brings them to Jesus who covers and takes away their sin by his blood. I'm showing you how Jesus completes biblical Judaism. He is the only one that completes biblical Judaism. And that's why, as I said at the end of last week's broadcast, as a Jewish person, I'm able to stand amidst my people group that for the most part rejects Jesus. And yet I'm able to stand strong, happy, confident, secure, because when I read the Torah, I see that the only way the Torah is fulfilled is in the person of Jesus. Because in order to follow the Torah, beloved, a temple would need to be standing, sacrifices would need to be offered, and a priesthood would need to be in place. But when the Romans came in and destroyed the temple in 70 AD, the priesthood scattered, sacrifices are no longer offered, so Jewish people cannot worship God according to so many of the commandments in the Torah. Because again, temple destroyed, no temple, no sacrifices, no priesthood, which takes away three of the major and the main pillars of Judaism. But Jesus, hallelujah, completes it all. This is why shortly after Jesus' death we read that the veil that, that separated the uh, holy place from the holy of holies where atonement was made. Once again, atonement was made in the Holy of Holies, where the high priest would take in the blood each year on Yom Kippur on the Day of Atonement, poured over the altar there. Shortly after Jesus' death, mysteriously, somehow, the veil that separated the Holy of Holies from the holy place was ripped. We read about it in the New Testament. It, it mysteriously, right at Jesus' death, it ripped Apart, God was showing that final atonement has been made and it's been completed. I covered all this in previous broadcasts. I want to move on today to the next pillar of salvation. I want to talk to you today, beloved ones, about the principle of the mediator. You see, a lot of times people say to me, well, we don't need Jesus. We go directly to God. In fact, oftentimes Jewish people have said to me, you know, we don't need a, a mediator. We go directly to God. But what I want to say, as lovingly as I possibly know how to say it, within the Torah, we find that there was a principle of a mediator. For example, it was Moses that went on top of the mountain. The people of Israel said, we don't want to hear his voice, Moses. You go on top of the mountain. So Moses went on top of the mountain. He received the Ten Commandments. And then when he came down the mountain, God was going to destroy Israel but Moses prayed for them. Moses interceded on behalf of Israel. He became Israel's mediator. And as it, then as Israel's history continues to unfold, what do we find? That the Lord appointed the Levites to be the priest and the mediators. You see, in ancient Israel, every family didn't just offer up their own sacrifice to God, but rather they had to bring their sacrifices to the temple where the priests were and then the priests, the Levites, offered up Israel's sacrifices on Israel's behalf. So the Levites offered the sacrifices as the priests in the temple and were, listen now, the mediators between the God of Israel and his people. There's always been a mediator. What we are declaring boldly and stating point blankly is that Jesus has become the mediator between God and man. In fact, I want to take you to a fundamental scripture. I'm taking you now to the book of 1 Timothy, chapter number 2, verse number 5 and 6. 
the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord abides forever. Hear, beloved, the word of God. For there is one God and one mediator also between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, the testimony given at proper time. The point that I'm making, once again, is that the path to salvation, as revealed in the Torah in primitive form, is brought to completion in the person of Jesus himself, who becomes not only the mediator, but he becomes the sacrifice that's being offered. In the Torah, the Levites, who were the mediators, offered up the blood sacrifices of the bulls and the lambs and the goats. But in Yeshua, he not only becomes the mediator, not only becomes the one that prays for us, not only becomes the one that intercedes for us, not only becomes the one that offers up the sacrifice for us, he himself becomes the sacrifice, offering up his own blood on our behalf. Yeshua HaMashiach, beloved, has become the one perfect and final mediator between God and man. There will never be another. There's one name by which men can be saved, the name of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Yeshua HaMashiach is Lord to the glory, hallelujah, of God the Father. The principle of the mediator was first revealed in the Torah, we see Moses going to the top of the mountain on behalf of the people, praying so the people wouldn't be destroyed. And then we see it reaching its pinnacle in the Levites who administered all the sacrifices on behalf of the nation of Israel. I want to say again, not only did the Levites administer all the sacrifices and become the mediator between God and his people Israel, but there was actually judgment on somebody that tried to do the Levites' job that wasn't a Levite. And so I want you to hear me. The principle of a mediator is founded in the Torah. And that's what so many of us need right now. We need a revelation of the Christ that's in us. I always bring with me into the pulpit whatever I'm going through. So I began to minister on the same truth to the people that what we need is a greater experience with God because Paul said the mystery of the gospel is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so I began to speak that mystery. And then following that time of ministry, I said, we're just going to wait on the Holy Spirit right now and ask Jesus to touch us with a greater demonstration and experience of this reality, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And I just asked Jesus to come in the person of his spirit. One week ago, exactly today, my mother died. I couldn't cry. And I had a burden in my head and my heart. For me, because I was not thinking to come to church. And two neighbors who are brothers of the church, they brought me here. And when the rabbi started to pray, I felt something just pouring down from my head, like a sprinkle. Wow. That was bringing all the burden out of my heart and a gladness and happiness. And I knew it was the joy of the Lord in my heart. Because I feel happy now and content that my mother is with him now. 
Has your faith been built up and your passion renewed through Rabbi's teaching from the Old and New Testaments? Are you receiving revelation today that is bringing you a brighter tomorrow? If you've been blessed by the teachings of Rabbi Schneider, we would like to invite you to partner with us in reaching Israel and the world. Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835 to join in our mission to equip the body of Christ, build the church, and evangelize the world. Your help extends the reach of Discovering the Jewish Jesus into places we could never touch without your partnership. Together, we are making a difference and preparing the way for the return of King Jesus. The reason I think, beloved ones, these principles that I'm teaching are so important for us all to understand is that when we see how Jesus completes biblical Judaism, the, the, the revelation that God gave the Hebrew people in the Torah, when we see how Jesus completes that, we're going to become secure in our faith in Him. Because so many in our culture today are doubting. They're thinking, you know what? I was raised in America. I was raised in a Christian culture. I was raised in church. They're wondering, maybe you're wondering, maybe I believe this way only because this was the culture I was brought up in. Maybe I believe in Jesus only because I was brought up in church. Some are thinking, maybe if I was brought up in, in China or, 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 or in India or, or, or in, in, in a country in the Middle East that practices Islam, they're thinking, maybe I'd be worshiping God in that way. And so they struggle because they're not convinced that Jesus is the only way. And so understanding how Yeshua alone completes the principles of salvation as first outlined in the Torah, it builds our faith to be able to stand strong. Because Jesus said this, he said, unless you believe that I am he, you'll die in your sins. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh to the Father but by me. You see, Jesus' claims, church, listen, are exclusive. Too many Christians today, they're so concerned about being liked by everybody that they don't want to stand on the exclusive claims of Jesus as revealed in the Word of God. Their mindset is, you know what, I believe in Jesus, but if you don't believe in Jesus, if you believe in some other path to God, well, that's okay if that works for you. But anybody that calls himself a Christian that thinks it's okay for people to approach God on a different path other than Yeshua doesn't really understand who Yeshua is. There is no name under heaven, the scripture tells us, by which man can be saved but the name of Jesus. Because Jesus alone, listen, paid the penalty for man's sin. And I talked about that in the previous episode when I talked about the principle of a blood covering, how it's rooted in the Torah. Israel was only able to be saved because of that blood covering that was offered for them every year at Yom Kippur. It was the blood on their doorposts that saved them at Passover. If, if you and I don't understand that there is no other name under heaven, that Jesus alone is the mediator between God and men, then we're really, beloved, listen, we really don't have the revelation of who Jesus is. We're, we're really not Christians in the full sense of the word. I think uh, salvation, someone's salvation is suspect if they don't understand the exclusive claims of Yeshua and stand on those claims because those are the claims that Jesus made. Those that are written in the Lamb's Book of Life are saved. If your name's not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you're not going to be saved. What does it mean in the Book of Revelation to have our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life? It means that we belong to Jesus. 
that His blood has paid for our sin. And because we've received the free gift of eternal life that's offered through Him, we've received the gift of forgiveness that can only come through His blood and mediation unto the Father for us. Because we've received that, our names are written in His book of life. Those that have not received Jesus, their names are not written in the book of life. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelation that at the, what was known as the white throne judgment, right before people are either thrown into the lake of fire or go to the final heaven, right before that the Bible tells us at the end of the book of Revelation that the books were opened. And there were two sets of books. And the one book are, the, are recorded the names of those that belong to the Lamb. Who's the Lamb? There's only one Lamb. There's only one lamb. It's Yeshua whose blood was shed. Behold, the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. The books were open. The one book contains the names of those that belong to the lamb. They're written in the lamb's book of life. The other books that were open contain the names of all those who are not written in the lamb's book of life. They are judged, the Bible says, according to their deeds. And no one goes to heaven because of their deeds. No one goes to heaven because of their deeds. Remember when Isaiah saw the Lord in Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah was as righteous as they came on earth at the time, we would think, right? But when he saw the revelation of God's glory, he fell on his face. And he said, woe is me. He said, I'm defiled and I'm surrounded by a people of unclean lips. He saw that all of humanity was defiled before a holy God. No one goes to God because they're a good person. Somebody came to Jesus and they said, good teacher. Jesus said, why do you call me good? Only God's good. I'm trying to make the point, beloved, that there's only one way to heaven. It's through the mediator, Jesus, the Messiah. Who is the mediator? Jesus is God himself clothed in humanity. That's the beauty of salvation. God didn't send an agent for you and I. He himself came clothed. The Bible says in, in, in human form. The Bible tells us in the, in the Gospel of John, the first chapter, these words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the Word was with God, and the Word, get it now, was God. And then in John chapter 1, verse 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so God himself, who's always been, came to humanity, clothed himself in human form, lived a perfect life, then as the innocent one, died on the cross for our sins, shedding his blood, rose through the heavens, and became the mediator between God and man. And what kind of a mediator is he? Let's go to the book of Hebrews to find out a little bit about the principle of mediation that is being accomplished for us through Yeshua. I'm going to be reading now, beginning in the book of Hebrews, chapter number 9, beginning with verse number 11. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things to come, he entered through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation, and not through the blood of goats and calves, but through his own blood. He entered the holy place once for all, having obtained eternal salvation. For the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling those who have been defiled sanctify for the cleansing of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? For this reason... 
He is the mediator of a new covenant. What the author is saying here is that when we believe that Jesus really is who he said he is, and he's really done what the scripture says he's done, meaning that his blood forever is sufficient to remove all your and my sin. And we receive him knowing that his death on the cross completely paid the penalty for our sin. That when we receive him, our sin is removed as far as God's concerned. It's paid for. It's gone. There's no sin barrier any longer between God and men when Christ Jesus becomes our Savior. So the scripture says when we really believe that, listen, our conscience, our conscience is sprinkled. We no longer have a guilty conscience because we're confident that Yeshua, that Jesus, has really taken our sin away. No need to beat yourself up. No need to feel shame. No need to feel guilty when we really believe Yeshua is who he said he is, that he really did, that he really paid the price for our sin, that there's no reason for us to feel guilty any longer, no reason for us to be afraid before God any longer, because Yeshua took our sin out of the way so we could experience freely and completely the Father's love, not because of deeds of righteousness, church, which we have done, because of his mercy and love towards us and because of his mercy and love towards us he took G he took our sin out of the way through the person of Jesus himself listen to what the 28th verse tells us of chapter 9 of Hebrews so Christ also having been offered once to bear the sins of many will appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin to those that eagerly await from in other words he came the first time and when he came the first time, we needed to have an understanding of our sinful state so we could come to him and receive him as our Messiah. And those of us that have come to him and received the free gift of eternal life, when he comes to again, there's not going to be any talk about sin. We've already repented. We were already made aware of our sin. We've come to him. When he comes again, beloved, he's going to come to us in his glory we're going to immediately be transferred into his presence, into paradise, into the fullness of the kingdom of God. We have a great savior and a great hope, beloved, and a great expectation of our destiny in him. Christ Jesus is the mediator between God and man. And when you and I truly give our lives to him, he becomes sensitive, beloved, to our every need. The Bible tells us, come boldly, before the throne of grace, because he cares for you. And he's able, beloved ones, to sympathize with our weakness, even our sin, when we're struggling, because the Bible says he became flesh and blood and experienced what it's like to be a human being just like you are and just like I am. In other words, he experienced our, our state, the state of humanity, so he's sensitive to us. He can relate when we struggle. And most of all, beloved, he ascended through the heavens and he now sits at the right hand of God in majesty, completely victorious over all. All authority, Yeshua said, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And he said, and I am with you always, even to the end. Beloved ones, I want to encourage you today. Continue to run after him. Continue to love him. He has great things prepared for you. Beloved, you're going to be brought to a place that's more than you could have ever imagined. 
Beloved, thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. I pray, hope, and trust that you are blessed and strengthened by it. Years ago, the Lord literally spoke to me with an audible voice and he said to me, seize my word and don't let anything else in. And then he followed that up by saying this to me, you'll always be faithful to me because you know it was my word that saved you. Beloved, if the Lord has used this ministry to deliver you from darkness, to help you, to encourage you, to feed you, I want to ask you to give a thanksgiving offering to the Lord today through discovering the Jewish Jesus. The 50th Psalm in the 23rd verse says this, He who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, saith the Lord. Beloved, once again, if you're thankful for what God is doing in your life through the teaching of God's Word, through discovering the Jewish Jesus, would you just open your heart let the Holy Spirit speak to you and present a special Thanksgiving offering to Him because of discovering the Jewish Jesus. It will help us, beloved, continue to feed you and reach people on the earth all over the world. Here's how you can partner with us. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Donate online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com Call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword RABBI to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. I'm on the Mount of Olives, and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over his people. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, Speak these words over my people, and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yavarechecha Yahweh Vayishmarecha Ya'er Yahweh Panavelecha Vichunecha Yisa Yahweh Panavelecha Ve'asem lecha. Shalom. May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by his countenance. And Father God is going to continue his beloved child to give you his peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. 
Jesus was born a Jew, lived as a Jew, died as a Jew, and was originally followed by Jews. Yet somehow Christianity and Judaism are divided. Unearth the history behind this great separation in Rabbi Kurt Schneider's new book, The Lion of Judah. Rabbi tells the story of how two religions who worship the same God came to walk very different paths. But he declares a bold truth. They were never meant to be separate. Learn how Judaism and Christianity will one day unite together under one banner, Messiah Yeshua. Discover how the Old and New Testaments connect and how Jesus completes Biblical Judaism. Order your copy at lionofjudahbook.com. Next time on Discovering the Jewish Jesus, journey through the Old and New Testaments to find out the role Israel plays in your life and your salvation experience.